welcome to We Are The Watchers. This is episode 316, top of the day to you, Steph. Top of the day to you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I have a very important question to ask you. What exactly is elbow grease? It's the the grease inside (laughs) your elbow that stops you from going... (laughs) (laughs) Don't you move your elbow. Yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense, right? Well, I guess tennis players would use it a lot, right? Elbow grease. Who came up with that term? Surely, because, you know, like... To me, elbow grease is when you're scrubbing something. Wouldn't that be your shoulder more? Unless you're going that way. Might have to uh, investigate it, maybe ask um, Bill Bryson. He often knows a lot of that kind of, you know, the origin. the history mm, of things. mm. Um, We haven't got Eddie here at the moment. Betty's here instead, but give him time. But she's currently playing with the door, so it's either going to bang open or bang closed or a combination of the both over the next, uh, well, however long it takes us to record this. That's better than what she did to me just before. Well, she might do it again. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm really (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Talking about who might know Elbow Grace, I found a new Instagram account and I think you would really love it. What is it? So I'm just going to tell everyone because... They're yep. going to really love it too. And it is called, it's called the dot language dot nerds. There was a great one today that it does a lot of things on spelling and grammar, but it's going into what it means in different languages. And so there's one that says it doesn't float my boat in different languages. Spelt that spelt languages incorrectly. So that's awkward. <laughs> awkward. So in British English, you would say, not my cup of tea. We agree. Doesn't float my boat. It's not my cup of tea. Yeah, Yeah. you would say that. In Spanish, you say, he is not a saint of my devotion. Oh, because there are a lot of saints. Yeah. Yeah. Mexican Spanish, Mm -hmm. those flowers don't belong in my garden. (laughs) Italian, these are not clothes for me. Yeah, okay. Uh, German, not my bear. What? (laughs) Okay. In Brazilian Portuguese, you say it's not my beach. And in Danish, it says it doesn't make my pee boil. <laughs> Hang on a second. Is is it the Danes that uh, are going to have our Mary? Yeah. Like Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to be queen. That's the queen. Queen Mary. Queen of the dozen that's not my pee. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't boil my doesn't pee. Doesn't boil my pee. Don't boil her pee. Don't boil your pee. What on earth? <laughs> anyway, I suggest everybody follows it. Yes. Because I do get a daily giggle out of the things that they Yeah, they're post. good. I've already yeah. followed it, except it wasn't okay. me. I accidentally followed it as the Watchers podcast on Instagram, but that's fine. I'll see it anyway. They will con- they'll get a great recommendation. By, by you, they, you mean you and I. You and I. Okay. When it travels through yes. the computer. Yes. And we listen to it and we go, that's a great recommendation. That's really recommendation. good. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. Elbow grease. Maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll yeah. um, have it if if we scroll through older ones. Uh, quiz today is about Nicolas Cage, and the reason is we watched Dream Scenario, mm-hmm. went to the movie Sanama, and uh, went and watched that. So we'll be talking about it, giving you our sort of review. Yeah. 
and watched a few other things as well independently. So I reckon if we share one, one or two each, then that should be your fill for the week and uh, it'll take you a whole week to get through all of our watching suggestions. Enjoy. For a visual representation of this audio, check out the Watchers podcast on Instagram. Look, once again, thank you to Mick again for uh, the annual Top 5 Watchers of uh, 2023. It's funny, like 2024 sounds really far away, but for about a week of 2023, I was already into it. I was already in 2024. Mm. Yes, I do feel like this has been an easy transition. Yeah, and usually it usually it's the other way, right? So yeah. the first week of 2024, you're constantly talking about 2023 as if that's this year, but it's not. Yeah, it's gone. But now, yeah, I've really, it's been completely different mindset yeah I feel like a lot of people just ready to say adios yeah but a lot of people are also I feel a little bit uh, trepidatious about what on earth is going to happen right four years on we cannot be setting intentions Mm -mm. that this is going to be the best no it's not we know better no it's not it's going to be worse than the one before yeah yeah but you take the small wins and I think that this episode's going to be pretty good winners Winners and dinners. Exactly. Okay. I reckon we should get into the news. I think it's probably best to kind of just pick up on what I've seen over the past couple of weeks because okay. we've done a lot of specials yeah. that haven't involved the news. It's been a bit Chrissy themed yeah. and quizzes. Quizzy and, and top fiveies. Yeah. And plays. 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 Look, the first one I saw that uh, grabbed my attention because, I don't know, I always kind of like Topher Grace. I always think he's he's Mm -hmm. in a lot of cool stuff. Of course, the first place I saw him was um, that 70s show and he's been in a lot of other stuff since. But this time round, he's going to be in a movie called Flight Risk um, starring alongside Mark Wahlberg. It's a suspense thriller that uh, Mel Gibson is actually working on as well. I think he's more doing the production side or maybe he's directing. Uh, It didn't really specify. But Marky Mark plays a pilot transporting an air marshal who's been tasked with accompanying a fugitive, which is Topher Grace, uh, to trial. They try and cross the Alaskan wilderness and then tensions soar and trust is tested as not everyone on the board is who on board is who they seem. Strange that Melissa McCarthy's not in it. <laughs> just testing you, just I seeing was, if you're no, back in the game. When you were saying Melissa McCarthy, for some reason my first my first head, mm. my first <laughs> My first thought was Melissa Joan Hart, and I'm like, that is strange that she's in that movie. No, not in the movie. And the reason Melissa McCarthy came into my head was, of course, in Bridesmaids on the plane. Yeah, she was uh, with you know with, with that guy who is played by her real life husband, and she's like, you're you're the air marshal, aren't you? He's like, no, I'm not. What are you talking about? He was in. I'm sure he's he, been in a lot of stuff with her. Genie. I'm sure mm, he was in Genie with I her. I think he was. I'll never know because I haven't watched it yet. I couldn't because then suddenly it wasn't Christmas anymore and I went, well, I can't watch it now. It's not the most Christmassy movie. Really? I think you could. Okay. Like I do want to watch it but I thought, I'm am shocked. I spoiling it? I am shocked. Look, here's another shocking thing. Thank goodness you're sitting down because <laughs> I had no idea about this one. Firstly. Massive news to me and probably you and uh, many others. The Connors 
as in the TV show, yeah. is now into its sixth season. Really? I didn't know it was still a thing. How many seasons did Roseanne have? Seven? Yeah, probably about that. Ooh, that's what they're trying to do. Oh, one up her. Yeah. Surely she's moved on. I mean, that's six no. years. No, 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 no. If there is anyone who's ever she's able to hold a grudge me- and be petty, it's going to be Roseanne. Okay. Rose, Rose, Connor, Arnold. I've forgotten her last name. <laughs> Roseanne Barr. Barr. <laughs> Fair enough. Like almost every character she plays is Roseanne. Yeah. <laughs> Very confusing. Uh, yes, yeah, so they are returning for season six, but... One of the grandchildren of Dan, and obviously Roseanne, but they don't talk about her anymore. No, she who may not may be not named. be named. Uh, will no longer be in the program. Jaden Ray, who has been there since 2018, I think she's played DJ's daughter Mary. She will not be returning as a season regular. Now, this shouldn't, I guess, be a shock because apparently Michael Fishman, who played DJ, yeah. he left or was written out ahead of season five. So it's been a while since he's been there in the show, but but the, his daughter was still in it. So has she been written out because it no longer makes sense or she's written out because she did something? It can't, Well, no, she hasn't been written out. He was written out. Yeah, but sounds like she's on her way out. Well, I just think maybe they th- feel like they could potentially reduce the cast a bit, mm-hmm. save a bit of money. And don't need an extra young person yeah. for to try and come up with storylines for. Because apparently she was only in like five episodes of the last season. Yeah, okay. So, um, and I mean, DJ was always boring. Yeah, but then they tried to make him weird. Do you remember? They yeah. made him weird. And he was weird. He was weird. Yeah, and they, they did and that, that well. that gave him um, extra sort of steam. But he did most of his stuff just running up and down the stairs. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he wasn't given a chair at the table. Not really, no. <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't sitting at the table very often. So John Goodman's back, Laurie Metcalf, Sarah Gilbert, of course, uh, Lacey, of course, who is the mm-hmm. original Becky, is is there as well as um, some of the, the kids who are playing the the grandchildren. The grandchildren. Yeah. yeah uh, the new episodes will be out in the U.S., Early February, that's on ABC over there. I have no, I have no idea even if it's on here. Maybe it's on free to air. Feel like it'd be a ten show. Yeah, it's it used channel, to be on channel, channel 10, ten, right? Ten play. I mean, I know. I mean, I know that Channel Ten was bought by CBS several years ago. So maybe it's, don't know. Maybe they don't have ABC. I think over sort of that week especially between Christmas and New Year and then on into January, especially in in places like Australia where it is your summer holidays, a lot of people have time off and if they haven't gone anywhere, here's Chester. Hey, Chess, how are you doing? Chessie. Chessie, where's Eddie? And this time of year you tend to like to, you know, relax in front of the telly with a movie that you've probably seen before, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, you know, oh, let's rewatch. This one, or yeah. geez, I haven't seen this one for a long time. That's or... exactly what I've been doing this week. And it's great, isn't it? It's Do you want to guess fun. what I've been watching? Oh, damn it, I think I told you already. Movies? No, it's a TV show, but I've been re-watching it. Oh, yeah, you did tell me. <laughs> and, and I guessed the OC randomly, even though I've, I knew you weren't really watching. You I've never, never really... seen the, the real, the OC with... 
Me Shaban. I've actually never seen it. Why did you have a DVD box set of it? Oh, my gosh, because somebody lent it to me. And when they lent it to me, I said, oh, no, thanks. I'm not interested. And they went, trust me, trust me. (laughs) And I went, oh, really not interested. Trust me, trust me. And they left it with me. And I never watched it. And then when I tried to return it, being like, oh, it's really great, thanks. Like I watched it. Here you go. I'll return it to you. And she said, no, that's okay. I don't want it. It was my ex-boyfriend's and I don't want to return it to him, so you keep it. (laughs) That is so weird. Isn't that weird? I mean. And then I felt the guilt of throwing something just out in the bin. Now I kind of get it, though, because it was sitting in the, you know, the the little cupboard underneath the TV yeah. for years and years and years. And it wouldn't have been from watching it. It was just because you never touched it. I never touched it. It was just there. Just put it away. Yeah. Cleaning up, put it away. Was it one season or two? I honestly have no clue. It was a box. Yeah. But was it during the time when you'd get four DVD packets yes. for a season. Yes. Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, do you know how I remember yeah. that very well? Because of the box of those. <laughs> no, Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. But we also had Roseanne, mm-hmm. not all of them, maybe about four seasons though on that DVD. Was, that was a step up when it was one season on a DVD, wasn't it? Or maybe it was just, oh. With scrubs. Yeah. Yes, Scrubs, the British Empire. The British Empire. Obviously The Office. Uh, obviously the UK version. Sex and the City. That's right. Sex and the City was a big one for box off- uh, for, for box sets. Yeah. Everybody had them, which was hilarious because it was on TV all the time. All the time, but you couldn't watch it in order. Yeah, true. Yeah, because you may not have wanted to watch the Aiden era. You, wanted to just, you just wanted to watch Big mm-hmm. Era. Uh-huh. Tangent was great. Oh, winding. Okay, here I go. And quite enjoyable. I'm going to get back to it. Rewatching old things. So, what did I watch? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> You've been rewatching. Oh, I remember. Yeah. You've been rewatching the MTV reality show from the early 2000s, uh-huh. The Hills. Correct. And you were talking about how it is funny watching the beginning of how reality shows are edited. Yes, and hindsight of years of reality watching and hindsight as now an adult and I can see straight through the editing. Whereas as an early 20, I think I just digested it all. But there's a few different factors going on there, yeah. right? Yes, you're younger, but also you haven't watched so much reality show, exactly. uh, reality editing. Yes. And they also haven't honed that craft yet, mm-hmm. so it's more obvious. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it led to tabloids and we kn- know tabloids are like your TMZ. Are incredibly false. So whatever story came out about that episode was false, whereas now we've got social media and whilst false stories are still being thrown out there, there are people going, hang on, I've got the actual inside goss or I was involved. Yeah. And they're telling you true information I'm going to tell you it. right on my social media. In real time. Mm. 
Do you remember there was a website called Delisted? Yes. And it was one of those sort of like your Perez Hilton, your um, TMZ. Yes. But they would take the piss out of every yeah. story. Yeah. So it was really good. Like they would tell you the story, but it was just laced with comedy and really yes. funny stuff. Whereas Perez Hilton was just nasty. Yeah, he's just nasty. Um, And I looked it up recently. Yeah. I say recently, like maybe the last six months, and it, it's closed down. Oh. Yeah, it closed down probably about a year ago now. I guess whoever's running it goes. He just didn't want to do it I've anymore. Grown, I've grown past this. Yeah. I want a garden. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm middle-aged now. I'm really into <laughs> delphiniums. <laughs> anyway, I still haven't told my story. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Are you going to struggle with that water? Did it go up your nostrils? No, I got it. Oh, I got it, lucky. but I just... Laughed at the tangent, went off again. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna say the name because I, what- I want the time limit of how long it took you to get this story. <laughs> Fair while, <laughs> right? This is, this is probably the longest. Yeah, Kate Hudson. I'm in. I'm you're in, in now. You're I can't in. Stop. Okay, can't change it from here. Kate Hudson has been in quite a lot of rom coms over the years, and the kind of rom coms that this time of year people would be watching. Mm-hmm. I just want to watch something easy. You know, you've been watching the cricket all day. I don't want to watch any more. Can we please just sit down and watch a film that you will probably sleep through and I can do Candy Crush yeah. while scrolling through TikTok whilst pretending to watch a movie. It's yeah. that kind of thing, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Anyway, she says that it, it's always been rather hard to get male actors to star in them. Really? Yeah, she was on The View, which is also, speaking of the Connors, how is The View still on? That show has been going for about 20 years, I would say, right? Oh, yeah. That's I saw a clip from The View the other day. And is it Joy or Joyce? Oh, yeah, with the red hair. She doesn't have red hair anymore. What colour is it? Grey. Nice. And it's cut quite short. And I did not recognise her. It was she has the, big hair. It was the you voice should, that made to. me go, I know, who, what, who is this? And they went, oh. Is Whoopi Goldberg still on it? I don't know. I only oh, saw didn't that say, little okay. bit. Yeah, okay. I didn't actually view in. I just saw a clip. I can't remember who that wrote. Doesn't matter. Either. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so she was on The View. We just did it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm never going to get this story out. Halfway through, I was like, I got her again. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about a lady's hair colour. Don't wait for the end. This is, <laughs> this is this one's more about the journey than the destination. <laughs> do you want me to just try and do it? It do doesn't it. really matter. I just get it done. I just get it done. Oh, like no see. no input is needed <laughs> at all. She said having the right leading man is important for these kind of moves. She said as we can get more Marvel guys to like, you know, come, hey, come and do a rom-com. She says, I think that that's a big part of the formula too, that she reckons if (laughs) – I'm just going to keep going. Otherwise, we are going to sit here for like 20 minutes while she continues laughing (laughs) and I'm going to have to edit all of this out. No. I will keep most of it. No, 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 I'm going to keep (coughs) it. Oh, probably keep. No, I'll leave that in. She Okay, so she reckons that the reason that a lot of blokes won't do it is because of the writing. 
because they're not the lead. Oh, no. Like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Yeah, he was the lead, wasn't he? Yeah, like how to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah. He was the lead. I mean, he and her. But he. He was more of a lead. But maybe maybe that's why he, he. Agreed. He got a little bit more time and they rewrote it. Yeah. I don't know. But she said, um, you know, it's about the writing, how we're investing in in the story and the writing and the directors. She she said, if you look at classic rom-coms or movies that last forever, it's it's because they have those people in there. They go go back and back again because of the writing and the directing. So we rom-coms are... Targeted at females, yes, but we don't want a predominantly female voice. We still want a male. I voice think to be what stronger. it is is you want it's a it's for the female audience predominantly, yeah. But in order to get star power of a male mm-hmm. actor, you need to stroke his ego. Just the actor, yeah, yep. Yeah. It wasn't worth it. The story, I mean. It's a good point to get to. Eventually. But gosh, the journey was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I saw this amazingly long list of films that are coming out this year. It was on Hollywood Reporter. It was Hollywood Reporter's basically most anticipated movie releases of 2024. And I thought seeing that, you know, we had gone to the movies this, Mm -hmm. this week to watch dream scenario and of course there were trailers in the beginning and we saw a few that we're either interested in or not interested in i thought we'd have a look at some that are coming out this year there's there's so many of them so i i actually say go and check out the hollywood reporter because there's 50 of them and i'm not doing 50 but there are some there you like didn't even know that was a thing for example the 21st of march roadhouse is coming out now you might be thinking I feel like I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. And the reason is you have. It's a 1989 yeah. movie with uh, Patrick Swayze. They're doing a um, remake. So Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. He's playing an ex-UFC fighter turned oh. bouncer, of course. It could work. I mean, he's a pretty Where big else star. Where is an ex-UFC ca- fighter going to go apart from a bouncer? True, true. Mean Girls on the 12th of January. Yes, I cannot wait. That's coming out. That's probably one worthwhile watching because I think they're, you know, they're um, they're taking it like we know that you've seen the yes. original. Yes. Here we go. Yep. There's going to be so much like teenagers being woke. Yeah. And a lot of social media commentary. You know what I mean? Yes. Like cancel culture. I'm sure there is. Because there's Tina Fey in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dune, part two. That's coming out. Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire, the 29th of March. That could be pretty good. I think that might be worth uh, watching. If uh, These are just some that I thought either we would be interested in or they will end up being big. Yeah. The first Omen. So that is a scary one, like a spooky, spooky one, but it's not coming out for Halloween. It's coming out on the 5th of April. Godzilla versus Kong, everybody likes those. Well, not everybody, but there are people who like them. I've never seen one. The New Empire, that's on the 12th of April. I'm just going to go further down into the year. There's one called Fall Guy that's coming out in May. So this movie is 
a version of the 80s TV show that follows a Hollywood stuntman who gets like, like he gets carried, like all swept away I'm in sure a real life crime plot. We've talked about this. Mm, we said it Ryan sounded Gosling. really good. Yeah. yeah. So that's one. Oh, with Emily Blunt, sorry, as well. So that might be worth it. There's a biopic, Back to Black. Can you imagine who that is? Amy Winehouse. Uh-huh. So that one should be pretty good hmm. and worthwhile watching as well. There's another alien movie coming out. Uh, I don't know what it's called. It's just called Untitled Alien Movie. It's supposed to come out on the 16th of August. Here hello. he is. Hello. Hey, Eddie. What have you been doing? And I don't want to go too many because there's a lot, but uh, I know that Venom 3 is coming out, which is amazing that there are three of them. I watched the first one. <laughs> it was fine. And there's another Karate Kid movie that's oh, supposed I... to come out in December along with uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Mm. So, so many films. I mean, these potentially could get pushed back, yeah. but I don't think films get pushed back as much as video games do. I don't think so. And I th- these were probably a lot of things being made during COVID times. Mm if not just at the tail end, yeah, so they're probably ready. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of films in there. And I kind of, you know, after going to the movies, mm. I'm kind of in the mood to go back to the yeah, movies me too. now. Me I feel too. like I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood. Yeah. you got a bit of news as well. I do have a bit of news. Since we've been giggling away, I feel like this is good because it's so ridiculous, it's comical. It's Perfect. funny. Good. So the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, don't roll your eyes at the fact that it's another Real Housewives show. Come along for the ride. It's fun. Season finale just premiered and everybody's losing their minds. Now, if we thought that Scandival rocked reality television and it was going to be upstaged by Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and things like that, oh, no, 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 no. Let me just tell you. What happened? There's a little tale. Sit There's... down or keep walking or don't stop driving unless the red lights are there. Yeah, go, yeah. just keep your ears going, just, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, just keep listening. Here are the cliff notes. A fan with a burner Instagram account infiltrates the housewives. Not just the housewives, the inner circle of the housewives. She becomes an employee of one of the said housewives. She turns said housewife into the FBI. Then she turns her employee who she's actually just, she's decided she wants to be the employee of so that she can, because she's a fan of this employer who is, okay. What? But wait, the FBI, why? Yeah. Hang on, hang on. I'll I'll, I'll expand. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She then becomes a housewife herself on the same show and is exposed in the season finale for who she actually is. So how did she manage to get through all of the casting, all of whatever the checks they do, and then suddenly in the well, – they obviously found out halfway through, right? And they're like, we're okay. halfway through filming. So I think there's a little bit of mystery about that because I've heard different stories. Andy Cohen at BravoCon this year – was defending her when Jeff Lewis was talking about how this particular lady, Monica Garcia, is not rich enough to be a housewife, so she shouldn't be on the show. And his response was, no, I think she can hold her own, wealth or no wealth. She, We've had our feelers out on her for a while. We wanted her to come on last season, but things didn't pan out and we've really been watching her and we think she'll be an amazing cast member. Does that not give you a hint of what 
might be happening. They were planning it the they whole were time. Then I've heard they the other put thing her in. that the producers and everybody did not know until it was found out by the other castmates in the season finale. That's where I call BS on this. No, I think I think it's the the latter. Me too. Oh, the, sorry, the former. The, the former, former. Former. So. What happened was this lady, Monica Garcia, she worked as one of the PAs for Jen Shah who ended up being indicted on federal charges for scamming old people. She's now in prison. She's like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. With Rosamund Pike. Yes. Monica said, the one we're talking about today, she secretly filmed her employee and took documents and all of that and handed them into the FBI and was a witness for the defence against Jen Shaw and put her in jail, essentially. So she says she knew all about her, she knew all of the other housemates, da 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 In the meantime, she's created a Instagram account called Reality Von Tease 2 who she says was a takedown account to take down this Jen Shaw, Shah, Shaw, whatever her name is, Jen. They found out that that was her and the other housewives have just exploded. And the best bit was when they confronted her at this dinner, she just held her own and she was She like, just held, like, stuck with she just her stuck story. With it no, no, no. She was like, okay, fine. Yep, you got me wasn't all me. Some of it was me. And the others are losing the plot. Some of the monologues given by the housewives. I love that there are soliloquies in this. <laughs> was so Doth has to mate me. They were so rehearsed and so passionate that you went along with it, but then you couldn't stop laughing afterwards. Like, there was one who said, there are the receipts, I've got the proof, I've got the transactions, the screenshots. It's all too good. It was you. And she's like, yeah, no. And she's like, mm-hmm, <laughs> yep. Anyway, so that's blowing up everything at the moment. I've now heard that um, the reunion is going to be aired next week, but it's going through recuts because um, Jen Shaw's Legal team is now saying that if any mention of her in terms of one allegation happens, they're going to sue Andy Cohen, Bravo, NBC, the universe, the world, God, you know. So who knows who's actually telling the truth, but it's fun. It's really, really fun to watch. So it really is a – it's like the beginning almost. It's the beginning of the story. The story hasn't ended. It will continue for probably the next few months. Yeah. And then the question is – Will she come back for next season? You I mean, would she's clearly so. hated by everybody. Yeah, but maybe the producers love her. I'm sure they loved her. But where is it going to go from here? Mm. Interesting. Mm. Very, very interesting. I think it's a really clever move to cast a fan, not just a fan but an internet troll <laughs> who's been trolling these women. Yeah. But it's a very slippery slope. of They're going to have to do a lot of fact-checking on yeah. new potential housewives in the years to not make sure it's another. Well, I mean. It's not sure, a crazy. Well, yeah, because I was going to say surely the there's a vast majority of Real Housewives now, cast members or whatever you want to yep. call them, in all of the different versions of it that have agreed to be on it because they kind of like it. 
Yeah. Otherwise, like, and also they can't not know what it is. You just can't you, not know. And if you didn't, by the time you start filming or sign your contract, you're going to do some research. I mean, yeah, you need to know a bit of, you need to know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Mm, that is a long story. Very fun though. Yeah. Like I feel like there's a lot of backstory. Yes. But we need uh, that need because I feel like you're going to uh, check in with it over the next few weeks. I'll tell you and about we'll the need the context. Next week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll need that. Now I think it's time for some watching suggestions. Got a watching suggestion? Email thewatcherspodcast at gmail.com. I really, really want to talk about Dream Scenario. Yeah. Nicolas Cage, Dream Scenario. A brief synopsis, should we give one? Yeah, just brief. Okay. Man has dreams. No, he doesn't. So there's a guy, he's a uni professor. He's he's quite a dull, unremarkable kind of person. Kind of nice. Actually a nobody. Yeah, he's a nobody. He's, he's, he's clever, but a bit of a loser. Yeah. But not a real proper loser, you know, just a bit not of Not a one. down and out loser. No, just, just a, a easily forgettable person. Yeah. So he starts appearing in people's dreams. Now, some of these people are people that he knows, you know, like students or his daughter or mm. that kind of thing. So things that, you know, that's not, that's not weird. You no. often dream about people you know. Yeah. But then he starts appearing in people that he doesn't know mm-hmm. dreams. A lot of people. Around the world. Around the world. And there's no reason for it. He doesn't know why. And a lot of the times when he appears in the dream, he's not doing anything. He's literally doing nothing. So, uh, for example, I'm going to make one up. Um, A serial killer is chasing someone and um, he just walks past. Yeah. Yeah. He's not part of any of the scene. He's just there. He's almost like an extra. Yes. In people's dreams. Now, these dreams are not always nightmares, but, you know, that was sort of the example that I was giving. And then it gets to the point where sometimes in people's dreams he is doing something that is bad or scary. There's a definite line in the sand of where these dreams become a lot of nothing to nightmares. And the thing is we have to remember he's done nothing in real life. It's just what people are dreaming mm. and they they they're dreaming of him. Mm. He's got nothing to do with it. And it could, you know, and it goes on like that. So yeah, I thought it was a great premise and there are some really funny bits in it. There are some really really funny bits. Some really poignant bits. Yes. And I think it's one of those films that makes you think because I know that there are people that will be like, "Oh, my partner was angry at me one day and I couldn't figure out why. So yes. I eventually asked and then they said, well, I dreamt and we were having a fight in, in the dream. And you and they'd be like, well, well, it's not my well, fault. That wasn't me. Yeah. So don't be angry at me. That's kind of what was happening to him. Mm. But also on the same level, they're kind of the storytellers with it, you know, like yes. the, 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 the people behind this film are kind of also using this scenario, this dream scenario, as a way of talking about how people can become massive stars for the the most random Mm -hmm. thing on the internet and then how people can be cancelled, that cancel culture on the internet. almost something they haven't done. Well, yeah, and and, and I think this is such a great analogy, the way they put it in this film, that it makes you keep thinking about it afterwards. And they touched on those points so well without, you know, having a, blaring billboard about it 
But what I thought was interesting is they didn't go deeply into the idea of suggestion that these millions of people, now that a few people have said, oh, yeah, this guy is in my dream or, oh, yeah, I read an article. Oh, yeah, he's I'm doing it too. Oh, my God, I'm doing it too. Yeah, sure. They didn't ever talk about that power of suggestion and how. Because that wasn't the point. Yeah, how it multiplies through the world and the internet does that so easily for us. And I thought that was interesting because it's clearly what is happening, but they didn't go into it. It was clever. So clever. And there were a lot of moments where it was never blatantly said. Hmm. And that's why when I I keep saying it's good to keep thinking about it because you keep thinking about it, you're like, oh, my God, they they made me think about it later. That was their intention. And for ages after. And Mm. I think I was saying it to you, they were so clever and poignant in the way they show not tell. They, yeah, it was a lot of show not tell. They made you mm. make the inference or make the assumption so quickly in your brain that it, you just carried along with the story, but they didn't have to guide you along that. They just showed it and that's that power of suggestion. Yeah, absolutely. Like how many layers is that? I also enjoyed how the, at one point, point in time people kept telling him he should apologize yes you should apologize for all of this he's like but i haven't actually done, I've done anything. anything i don't know these people so he does make an apology video and like all apology videos that go on the internet it was poorly received because people take offense at something yes and it's not always about the actual thing that he's apologizing for or that someone's apologizing mm-hmm. for it's often the way the wording that people yes, use yes, in, the in their apologies yeah. and his was very self-serving of course of yeah. course yeah um i thought it was funny to see nicholas cage like this because i think he's for me he's a, always been a quirky actor even when he were even when he is being the, the action hero. Mm. I think he's a quirky version of the action yes. hero. He's not yeah. your Sylvester Stallone. He's not no. your Arnold Schwarzenegger no. or even your Bruce Willis kind mm. of. Do you know what did it for me? He had, whether it was a balding cap or it was his. I think it's, I took it as his normal hair. If it's his normal hair. But he had this really heavy, thick beard and that changed his face so much that a lot of the time during the movie, I didn't see Nicolas Cage. Which is, that says something because for me, he's such a Nicolas Cage that he's Nicolas Cage-ness. I mean, I don't know him, but, you know, the, his, his public persona mm-hmm. often shows through his performances for me. I, yeah. Maybe, maybe Did it not. in this movie? Because I no, felt like it didn't. It didn't. I, I felt his physical acting, you know, he wasn't a confident he wasn't. alpha male stature the way he held himself. He, I mean, he, this character thinks better of himself than he actually is. But the way he held himself and his mannerisms and gestures were so clever. I kept thinking they've sat down mm. and dissected this character yeah. with the writers. A lot writers, of it's intentional, with, isn't it? Yeah, Nicolas Cage and the intention is he's walking into this room. How's he walking in there? Why is he walking in there? Who's he with? Is it going to change the way he moves his body? And I thought I really appreciate that kind mm. of effort in a film. So much effort in this. I think it would be very surprising if next 
award season, we don't see him mm. up there. And I hope we do because obviously the the way that actors often get their nominations is to play someone so completely different to them. them. But I think it's warranted, right? It is warranted because isn't that otherwise you're acting yourself? You know, Tom Cruise acts himself. Yeah. I Yeah, I feel he's so – Nicolas Cage is very credited for this film, this portrayal. Um, clever story. I was interested to see how it was going to end because I kept thinking you've not been sci-fi throughout this. You've not been fantasy throughout this. How are you going to wrap this up knowing that dreams are still fairly a mystery to a human <laughs> humans? Yeah. How are you going to wrap it all up and finish this story? And it almost finished without a finish, didn't it? But without the need for a sequel. Don't need a sequel. That story's told. Yeah. Which is good. But told without like a fairy tale full stop at the end. Yeah. It was yeah. he's moved on to the next little thing mm, and he's mm. in the middle of that journey. Mm. But we're going to stop it here. Yeah. I think it is the best movie that I've seen so far this year. Yeah, no, I, I really, really highly recommend. It. Give it a watch. Yeah, absolutely, and go and watch it at the cinema. Go on, like it's worth waiting, it. but also uh, it's, it's fun. We sat in recliner chairs. Yeah, like it what, was, it, oh my gosh, so fancy. Better than most airline seats. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, hundred percent better. Yeah. What else have you watched this uh, this last this week or season? two? Season, I have. Uh, embarked on a new show and I've caught it on ABC iview mm-hmm. and it's called Annika have you heard of it no no okay so it's a crime drama is mystery. it English it is English I know there's quite a few of our listeners who will just get onto it and I say get onto it yeah, it's right. got two seasons available on ABC iview and it follows detective inspector Annika Strandhead who returns from living in Norway for a long time and returns to Scotland to head up a new division of the police called the Maritime Homicide Unit, essentially a way of all of our crimes are going to be done on the water or boats. Water at Scottish version. Pretty much, yeah. The difference is, and I think they do it really, really well, is at times Annika speaks directly to camera. Oh, okay. So she breaks that wall. That, that is different. It is different. Mm. And... The first episode, you're kind of like, oh, what is this? The first time she looks at you. Mm. And she narrates bits Mm -hmm. to you. But she narrates it in a way of she tells Nordic folklore and tell all Scottish folklore. It goes both ways. But part of, you know, the story will happen, the homicide will happen, the body will be found and twists and turns will be revealed and then she speaks directly to Cameron and she'll say, there's a folklore and it's, you know, da 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 and this is what happens. And then generally the real story will sort of follow that mm. folklore. It's an interesting idea because it kind of gives you a history lesson at the same time of these stories that we would never have heard of. Perhaps they would have, you know, if you grew up in either of those regions. But it's really interesting. She's a bit of a quirky character like all detectives are a quirky character. 
but she just has these quips similar to dream scenario where the laughs come unexpectedly mm. as those moments that you just go, oh, yeah. Classic. Good. That yeah. was good. Similar things. So she'll mm. make a comment to someone that you just go, oh, nice. It's, it's pretty interesting that they're using Nordic folklore because when you think about, you know, crime detective murder mysteries, you think either is it from England, mm. is it from the UK, sorry, or is it Scandinavia? Yeah. You know, is it Nordic uh, crime? Yes. Yeah, so that I thought that was an interesting sort of connection parallel that they brought in together to a genre that's been done a lot. Yeah. How many different ways can we discover a body? <laughs> you know? Yeah, true. That's a good point. So a couple of seasons, you said. Two seasons nice. called Annika, A-N-N-I-K-A. Okay. Yep. Hmm. I watched a film on Netflix. It is. It was released on Netflix and it stars, I don't know, have you ever heard of it? I, I think she's up and coming. Her name is Julia, oh, I think it's Roberts, I think is her last name. <sighs> I think it's Julia She's got Roberts. a killer smile, doesn't killer she? smile, yeah. and she does it in this. No, yeah. She only does it. I think I noticed it once, like the big, broad smile. You know, perhaps the, she charges too much. Well, also, smile. it's not really the kind of film that you have a big smile in. Often, <laughs> it's called "Leave the World Behind." It's based on a book that I found out mm -hmm. uh, whilst watching it. I was doing a little bit of research, and basically, uh, her and her husband, who is played by Ethan Hawke, mm. go. Um, they they decide. Well, she decides that they should probably just go on a weekend trip away. They're, yeah. they're in New York. I think. I think they end up. Somewhere in Rhode Island or something, okay. like a, a small community, very small community, and they just rent an Airbnb. Yep. And whilst they're there, the owners of the Airbnb knock on their door really late at night and they're like, sorry, is it okay if we come and stay? And no. They're like, no, it's creepy. not. That's exactly what she said. And the uh, owner of the Airbnb is played by Mahershala Ali mm. and he is – a very like he looks like he. I mean, the place looks very expensive. Oh, does it? He looks like he owns it. it and has a lot of money, but a little bit dodgy. Like he's holding information back, and it's him and his good point adult daughter. You don't know who actually owns it. You don't know, and that and and that's kind of what he said to her. He said, "I wish that it, the internet didn't exist because we would have spoken on the phone and you would have recognized my voice." Yeah. And she was like, okay, dodgy. Uh, anyway, what he's actually keeping from her is that in the city he said there's a, been a blackout, but actually it's been more than that. The phones don't work. TV doesn't work. There are these weird, very ear-piercing sounds that happen every now and then. Yeah. Cars, electric cars are doing weird things. And why is he keeping that from her? Because he wants her to leave his house so that they can bunker down because it's potentially a terrorist attack. Oh. Like a global or Never national mind, terrorist like attack. Humankind come and stay with us in our house. And exactly. And you get out, I'm coming in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it kind of um is all about trust and how much we are addicted to and rely on the internet. Mm and technology so much the the daughter i think she's about 13 years old of ethan and julia she's been watching in the car on her ipad the final season of friends and she's up to the last episode she's never going to find out and that's constantly 
brought up during this film. Like, I just want to know what happened in the end. And, you know, people are like, do you really, why do you care? Like, yeah. that's what um, her older brother keeps saying, why do you care? It's not that important. And the, she's like, but I want to know, you know. And it's just so. Just ask your parents. Yeah. You <laughs> so I'm a real fan of post-apocalyptic mm. movies and stories and, and th- this one's really well done. Uh, yes, I am tempted to read the book but also maybe not because I feel like I, you already I, know. I know the story yeah. now and it was so well done. Some interesting filming, cinematography yeah. in there, just the angles and the directions that the camera goes sometimes. I'm like, why are you doing that? Mm. But I think it's to disorientate you. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, that's kind of why Julia Robertoni smiles, does her big signature smile once or twice. Yeah, right. It's, it's not that nice a place to – you don't really Is want to scary? smile a lot. Um, scary in that you – they don't know what's happening, therefore you don't know what's yes. happening. Because when everything's cut off like that, you don't know anything. Like so if, how come he knows? Because he's driven from Manhattan – and he may know other things. He may have a little bit of insider knowledge. Okay. I don't want to give too much away, but he kind of alludes to that. Got so many questions. Why would you rent your Airbnb out to somebody if you know something's going to happen? But he didn't really know. Okay. The, it, it gets explained. I just like questions. Yeah, so many questions. I reckon it was a really good film and I really enjoyed Sounds it. Sounds intriguing. Yeah. I, I thought it might be one that you would like to watch, but I also knew that you had a lot of other things you were watching. So many things. So many things. It never ends. It never ends. Speaking of never ending, I think this probably should. We've been speaking for quite a while because it took us 20-odd minutes to let Kate Hudson's crew wasn't even that long or interesting. So I think it's time to get into the quiz. I forgot about the quiz. Okay, it's Nick Nicholas Cage. Oh no! Okay, so I'm going to give you a synopsis of a film, and you have to tell me: oh is it a goodness. Nick Cage film or not? I don't feel like I'm up on my Nicholas Cage films. See how you go. Films. Films. Two newly paired cops who are complete opposites must put aside their differences in order to catch a gang of drug smugglers. True. False. Oh. It's a lethal weapon. <laughs> yeah, and I thought Nicholas Cage had been a cop at some stage. To foil a terrorist plot, FBI agent Sean Archer assumes the identity of the criminal Caster Troy, who murdered his son through facial transplant surgery. Face (laughs) Face off. off, Yeah. I had to watch that film so many times because it was on buses in the UK when I was backpacking. Uh, It wasn't Kentucky, so it was even more random. That I happen to be watching it on almost every, every single bus. So weird. Like the film and the fact I watched it so yeah. many times. One time's enough for that. Yeah. Peggy Sue faints at a school reunion. When she wakes up, she finds herself in her own past just before she finished school. False. True. True. I knew it would be true. Peggy got- Sue got married. Oh, Kathleen Turner yeah, and he yeah, plays yeah, yeah, yeah. her wa- husband. Oh, amateur stuff. And he's really funny in it. He's really funny. Three actors accept an invitation to a Mexican village to perform their on-screen bandit fighter roles, unaware that it is the real thing. False. That's the three amigos. (laughs) (laughs) 
good, good, good. That was good. <laughs> a retired master car thief must come oh back. Oh, my gosh. Chevy Chase needs to come into Only Murders in the building. Fourth season. <gasps> if they. Yeah, that's really weird. They, they got Meryl Streep before. You guys they- can do this. I give you the idea. I'm passing it on to you. You don't have to give me royalties, but if you would like to, like, at least fly me to LA. If we hashtag Selena Gomez in this, yeah, news will filter through, right? Selena, it's a great idea. Imagine a third crazy in the building oh my God, that you have be, to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the yeah. hats and everything. Yeah. <laughs> A retired master car thief must come back to the industry and steal 50 cars with his crew in one night to save his life's, his brother's life. What a stupid premise. Okay. So stupid. It's true. It's true. Uh, gone in 60 seconds. Starring Angelina Jolie with blonde mm. hair. Like it might have been dreadlocks or something. I don't know. <gasps> Do you remember when I said mm. the, yesterday mm. when I said there was a movie that I left it was like, that? It was that. I'm That's hilarious. Sure that. And so it was a Nicolas Cage one. You was. left, you were so yeah. bored, you went into another yeah. one. Amazing. Final quiz question. A tough cop must pose as a kin- he must as a kindergarten teacher in order to locate <laughs> oh, a dangerous criminal's ex-wife. Even I know that's false. That's true. <laughs> you false. tricked me. Trickety trick trick. Of course, kindergarten cop. Um You've seen Peggy Sue Got Married, but it was years and years ago. Yeah. And I'm kind of tempted to watch it again if I can find it. Do you know, I'm, I haven't looked it up. In fact, I'm going to say where I think it might be and then I'll look it up. Okay. Because I feel like it's an SBS on demand kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Don't you reckon? Mm-hmm. Because I've got like, well, I don't know if they still do, but they had um, Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I feel one. like it's that kind that's of. That's a good one. All right, let me have a look. We're going to look for Peggy Sue Got Married, see in Australia where it is streaming. You know, I tried to find the net, you know, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. you gotta, you got to um, rent it and I don't want to do that. Uh, Peggy Sue Got, that's not how you spell Peggy Sue. No wonder it doesn't know what I'm talking about. Peggy Sue Got Married from 1986. We're never watching it. you got to rent it on Apple. Come on, SBS On Demand. What are you doing? I don't want to rent things. I don't want to rent things. I- I pay for subscription services and not paying extra. If it is not there, not watching we're it. not watching it because it will eventually show up, right, somewhere. Yeah. I don't want it enough. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Look, I think that was fabulous. I enjoyed every moment of that and I think it has been a wonderful hour, although it's probably going to be less by the time I edit it, but not by much. It was a long one. Funny. Gosh, I laughed. Do you know who I blame? Kate Hudson. Exactly. On that note, Stephanie, thank you very much. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson.